and thank you for joining us this week on Dead to Rights, the podcast video for the crime genre industry. I'm your host, Donna Carrick, and as always, we're really pleased to bring you another great author interview. This week, we've got Kathy Ace, the author of The Corpse with the Crystal Skull, which is hot off the presses. It's her latest in a long series of books, so look for that, The Corpse with the Crystal Skull. Before we go there, I want to remind you that uh, this fall we've got an anthology coming out. We won't be able to have a physical release party, but we are looking into options for an online party for the release of our anthology by Carrick Publishing titled A Grave Diagnosis, 35 Stories of Murder and Malaise. So watch for that to come out in the fall, and I'm sure you'll be seeing notices from me of when it is uh, imminently being released. And now, please give a big Dead to Rights welcome to Kathy Ace. Hello, Kathy. How are you? Hello, how are you? I'm very well. Welcome to Dead to Rights, Kathy. Lovely to be here. Thank you. And everyone, this is Kathy Ace, uh, former president of the Crime Raiders of Canada and author of uh, the Kate Morgan Mysteries, Wise Inquiries, uh, Agency Mysteries, long many long and short stories and um and what else what else have you got going? is that it no that's not it <laughs> in fact i've got breaking news oh tell us. tell us um, well last year i published um something quite different for me a, a book that was a, a novel of psychological suspense called the wrong boy very close to my heart and it had been bouncing around in my head for some years and it's set in a little village on um, a, a, an outcropping of rock in South Wales. Um, and it's, it's dark and it's moody and it's suspenseful in a good way and um, very well reviewed. Pleased it made number one in Amazon. And um, uh, it's just been announced last night, actually, that it, it's now been uh, signed up by Free at Last TV, which is the company that makes the Agatha Raisin series in the UK. And they're looking to put it to, out as a three-part thriller series. So I'm very excited about that. And I, you're the first to get this news. I oh, haven't even heard it on Facebook wonderful. or anything. But they, they put the press release out yesterday. So I'm very pleased about that. I, I knew about it, of course, because I'd actually signed paperwork. Um, but I have to wait for them to take the lead in terms of announcing things. So I was thrilled when last month I was able to announce that the Kate Morgan mysteries have been signed up for television as a series of tv movies and now we've got this mini series as well so yay <laughs> kathy i have to tell you i've seen you many times and uh, you always look lively and bright and 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 um happy but i've never seen you sparkle as much as this this is really great news congratulations it so it's Thank a you very much. Morgan Mysteries. I knew that. I knew that yep. that was being optioned for a TV series. When yep. does that uh, go into production? Oh, well, you know, if I had a crystal ball, <laughs> yes. at, the moment, at the moment, nothing's being produced at all anywhere. Um, depending on where you're based, production facilities are going to be opened up at, at different paces in different ways. The challenge, I think, with the Kate Morgan Mysteries is each book is set in a different country and each film will be set in a different country. Mm -hmm. So there's an international dimension to that that these days 
is going to make it much more complicated than it would have been a year ago, let's say. The great thing about The Wrong Boy is it's all set in Wales with a British production company. So I'm really rather hoping that things might get moving with that sooner rather than later, because the, the cast would be mainly Welsh. You know, I threw in the odd English person there, but they're mainly Welsh. Um, so um, I suspect that that might go earlier than the Kate Morgan mysteries, uh, because since the lead in that would be a Welsh woman, she'd need to come into Canada or go wherever else it would be for filming. So complicated these days by you know, certain things going on, which yeah. are much more important in the whole scheme of life and well-being for so many people. So mm -hmm. I'm really not worrying about that and I'm not considering it, but optioning is a great step on the path. Oh, it's yeah. a long path with oh. many and side routes along the way, but I'm very pleased that um, hopefully well, the wrong way will be shifted. You. I'm really pleased for you. And they Thank both sound like absolutely wonderful, wonderful works. Now, The Wrong Boy speaks to my dark heart, so I think I would have a, a special place for it. I can't wait to see it, really. So yeah, please, when, you. You, when you do share the announcement for The Wrong Boy to Facebook, would you do me a favor and tag me so that I can also share it along? I'd really appreciate that. Oh, I, and I would appreciate that. Thank you very much indeed. Yes, I mean, despite the fact it already got number one in Amazon, one can always do with book sales whenever wherever one can at the moment so I really appreciate that thank you and thank you for this chance today which serendipitously <laughs> coincided with the official announcement so it well, was it's wonderful, uh, it's wonderful to have you on and I have to just pause for a second to remark on your backdrop is that ever wonderful isn't it wonderful yes it's a it's a fabulous piece of art it's an original piece of art um painted by what was then a schoolgirl, actually. My husband and I found it at an art fair in Maple Ridge here in British Columbia locally several years ago now, and it was close enough to our wedding anniversary to allow us to say, let's get that for our anniversary. Because of course, you see, the card player is choosing the ace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, of course, of course. And you know what, Kathy? Uh, yeah, I get the Ace reference for sure, Kathy Ace, but I think you also share my love of bright colors. Yes, yes. Yeah. It, it, you know, this particular piece is the primary colors, and it's, you probably can't pick it up, but it's the dotty finish, like um, pop art, uh, yeah. pop art treatment. Um, we do try to collect some pieces of original art as and when we can and each of them has their own mood and each of them has their own place in the house and as you go around the house hopefully the mood changes this is on the way out through to the gardening room so it's a big pop of color before you get out into the more natural tones in the garden which is mm -hmm. nice Yes, yes. Well, they're wonderful. It's just wonderful. I really appreciate it. But on to other things. So you and I both uh, served on the board of the Crime Writers of Canada. And I, I want to take a second and thank you for your service on the board oh. as president. I think you were president for two years, weren't you? That's right. Yes. Uh, two, 2016 to 2018, from the middle of the year each of those years. 
it it seems like a lot longer ago than that i, I will know, say but, I but it was very lucky my my um being the chair coincided with bochacon coming to toronto in 2017 which was a huge year for crime writers of canada as i'm sure you recall and do you know what was wonderful it gave me the chance to support fully one third of our members attended bochacon in toronto and it was such a great opportunity to give people a platform to present their work to the world of crime writing, which is always what BochaCon is about, um, and to allow them to appear on a, a broader stage than might otherwise be the case. Um, because always getting the word beyond Canada is important. Getting the word around inside Canada is critical. Oh, and yes. I know that we've got very dedicated, knowledgeable and intelligent readers in Canada who of course, whenever possible, hunt out a Canadian writer of crime. Yes. Um, but then to be able to take those people and give them a chance to talk to folks from around the world was the best opportunity I could have hoped for. And I was very fortunate that fell within the, the period when I was chair. So, yeah, that, yeah, was, yeah. that was pleasing. That's actually a really excellent point that you raised because, you know, it sounds disloyal to say that we want to reach beyond our own borders. And yet we all need to. It's so important that we we can make an international reach. And um, so now with the technology these days, there's no reason why we can't. And yeah. Canadian writing, I'm gonna plug it, it is bright, it is wonderful, it is modern. In some cases, it's uh, um, it could be a little bit of a throwback to an earlier style in some cases, but in most cases, it's quite modern. And um, there's no reason why all of you out there in the great world wouldn't love it. And that's the thing, you know, you, you make a good point. E even those authors who are like me, for example, the Kate Morgan mysteries are very traditional mysteries. They're very much the golden age style in that it's a classic puzzle plot whodunit. And Kate will work her way through various suspects, all of whom could have done it, none of whom could have done it. The very Agatha Christie style of book. However, whilst it's wonderful to read the classics, there are a lot of living authors who could do with some income, who are writing even that style of book. So for those readers who are looking at this and thinking, yeah, but I like the old fashioned type of book. Yes, but try and find maybe living authors, living and writing in Canada now, mm -hmm. who are providing that sort of book just as enjoyable some of them have, have historic settings some like kate morgan will have a contemporary setting some will travel the world some will be set in canada and i i don't think it's disloyal to encourage those beyond canada's borders to read a canadian writers b books set in canada although not all canadian writers do that because the publishers tell us that's not a popular thing to do, which I think is terrible. But mm -hmm. look at the Canadian writers who are out there setting their worlds around, uh, setting their books around the world, setting their books in Canada, but actually alive and very pleased to have a bit of a royalty showing up in their bank account. Yes, yes, and pleased to bring our part of the world to you and our oh, outlook yeah. to you because we enjoy your outlook. And we think you're going to enjoy ours, you know. And it's Absolutely. one of the things I wanted to do with this series because uh, we've got some great names. I mean, we've got yourself, Kathy Ace. We've got uh, Maureen Jennings. We've got yeah. uh, Rick Moffina. We've got Giles Blunt. I mean, you know, yeah. we really have got it. Uh, you know, there's no reason that we shouldn't share it and be proud yeah. of it. Absolutely. And whatever type of crime writing people enjoy reading, there are Canadian crime writers creating that 
that sort of book in that sort of subgenre, from the darkest dark of the Cardinals through to the lightest lights of Vicky Delaney's. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you've got the whole gamut run there and everything in between. So there's no reason not to. Exactly. So do I it. mentioned my old friend Vicky Delaney. Thank you. Because um, she is someone who should be read if you enjoy cozies. You really oh, absolutely. Yes. I mean, she, she's the Canadian queen of cozies, as far as I'm concerned. Yes. Um, and, and I mean, I know some people know that she's Canadian. I know she sets her books in different places. But again, Canadian authors doing their work in Canada, it reaches the whole world and appeals to the whole world. So just go for it. Exactly so. Well, you've got your your uh, big big news that we started out with. What else are you? Are, what are you working on right now? What's happening with Kate? And well, what's happening. Well, it's a big month for me. Um, I'm jiggling my phone here because it's the only way I can show you the cover. But um, I do actually have a new Kate Morgan mystery coming out on the 29th of June, The Corpse with the Crystal Skull. That's a beautiful Ooh. cover. It's, it's a, a lovely cover. I like that very much. It's Jamaica. It's the lighthouse at Negril, Jamaica. And this book is set in Jamaica, hence the cover art choice. Um, and uh, I like Jamaica very much and Kate, she's there in May, so it is a bit hot and sweaty and humid and she doesn't do well with humidity. And she's been there for nearly a month and she's obviously being Kate overindulged, so nothing quite fits the way it did when she got there. <laughs> but um, it's, it's the first time I've written a true locked room mystery in that a body is found in a tower behind a locked door and there is no way that anyone could have got in to create to commit the crime or got out afterwards which leads to suspicions about secret doors and um hidden passages and and of course the welsh pirate no not a pirate the welsh privateer sir henry morgan his, oh, yes. his yes. famed treasure plays a part and the chap who's dead used to host dinner parties where uh, Ian Fleming would attend and Noel Coward would be there. So we've got the spy thing going on. We've got buried oh, treasure going on. Yes, Lots of Jamaican. Some of the glamorous people. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Yes. Freddie, Freddie Birkinshaw, our titular corpse, was one of the glamorous hosts in the 1960s and um, obviously is now a, a much older gentleman and is found dead on the floor of his inaccessible tower. Okay, that, that is the corpse with the crystal skull. Show us that cover one more time if you've got there it. There you go. There. Hold it very steady for a moment. Give it a good moment. That's beautiful. Thank you, Kathy. I appreciate you doing that. So everybody can enjoy the colors and the sunlight, the sunset going on there. Yeah. Um, and that is set in Jamaica. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. So that comes out at the end of this month, the 29th of June. Um, it's on pre-order now, and then it'll come out in paperback and all e-platforms. So I'm very excited about that. That is. That's very exciting. Congratulations on another new release. Thank you. That's what it's all about. And what about uh, now with this COVID situation? One of the reasons I wanted to do these interviews now is because I know I can track everyone down. I know where you all are hiding. <laughs> you know where we all are, don't you? Yes. Don't you, are. Yeah. you cannot escape. You cannot escape. Nope. Nope. Um, but uh, 
what it means to our actual physical presence out there in the world of book lovers. Um, do you have anything planned on the horizon? Any appearances planned or? There's nothing there. That's a void. Nope. I'm getting a big Not a sausage. <laughs> Not a sausage. If I should have been in the UK with my mum at the moment. I should have been in Wales with mum right now. Um, I would have been there for Crimefest in Bristol, which would have been my ability to get early copies of the book into the hands of reviewers and readers in the UK. Um, that's not happening. I'm not planning any face-to-face -face activities for the launch of this. Um, first time ever, because I'm just not leaving the house at all. Uh, neither my husband nor I are leaving the house. We're very fortunate. Our son-in-law is bringing us groceries <laughs> every week, which is wonderful of him. And uh, in fact, this forthcoming book is dedicated to daughter and son-in-law because without them, we'd be like little skeletons in the corner. We would be skulls ourselves we'd have starved to death by now oh, oh, I'm <laughs> we so were actually glad. we so were actually in the now. caribbean when this all started um on a cruise ship so we got back on the 16th of march and we haven't left home since and oh. i don't know when i shall i'm so, so glad you got that cruise in. oh yeah yeah i'm so glad and that you weren't on one of those horrible cruises that no, we were very fortunate. We were very fortunate. We were on a healthy ship where everybody looked after us just yeah. wonderfully well. We were due to get off on the 15th of March anyway, and we did. Uh, mm -hmm. We came in and took ourselves into two weeks of lockdown isolation, and we haven't left since. And we are, everybody is going to have their own experience of this period of time. Mm -hmm. And all I can say is we have been incredibly fortunate that we don't, neither of us has to go to work. Mm -hmm. Neither We are able to stay at home. We have family close enough by with the ability to look after us. Yeah. So we've, we've really been incredibly fortunate. Um, and um, not for everybody, well, no. that, that won't be the experience for everybody. And no. for those people watching this, hating being stuck, stuck at home or fitting this in when they've got five minutes in a horrifically busy schedule where they find they have to mix with people. My heart goes out to you and thank you to everybody who's helped us get through this and everybody around the country and around the world who's putting their health, well-being and family time on the line so that those of us who have to are able to stay as we are yeah. uh, and yeah. not mix with the world. It's extraordinary I times. I second that, uh, that uh, thanks to everybody in essential service and um, our own oldest son. We're five adults in this house now because I'm oh. going to be 18 soon. So I consider her an adult. We're five adults in our tiny little townhouse. And mm. um, only one of us is leaving the house daily. And that's our oldest son who works at uh, Canadian Tire Automotive Division. And it was considered oh. an essential service because yep. of... Shipping, obviously. Shipping yes. relies on that kind of help. And uh, so he did have to go into work every day. And uh, I thank him. And I thank everyone like him who made it possible for us to yes. sneak into the supermarket once a week wearing masks at seniors hour and buy bread. You know, and yes. We needed to feed ourselves. Um, our two younger children are both studying at home. My husband Good. and I are both working at home. Yes. Thanks to the employers. This never gets said. I can grumble with the best of them. I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I can grumble about my employers with the best of them, never publicly, don't worry, employer. But I want to thank 
my employer and all the other employers out there who've made working from home possible and safe and who have not so much as groused or made it difficult in any way. So yeah. they deserve a thanks to the good ones, you know, yeah. who've done that. So thank you. Um, and Kathy, so you're right. It's been a really incredible year, an incredible mm. experience. It's been a year that we don't want to reboot. We'd like a re-download, <laughs> not a reboot yeah. of this year. And uh, so what are you thinking for 2021? Let's project. Well, there's a lot of discussion going on amongst authorial chums about how we as authors, if we're writing in contemporary times, will deal with this experience as we write forward. I think most of us um, who have books coming out this year, the books were already done. So mm -hmm. they're going to come out into a world that's strange, but will have been created in the previous normal and will therefore not acknowledge what's going on at the moment. That's what I've chosen to do with this. I haven't changed it. Although I have acknowledged in the acknowledgements section what is happening now. So in terms of writing ahead, um, I'm in two minds, to be perfectly honest with you at the moment. I do have a plot in mind for the next Kate Morgan mystery, which I believe, given that it's, they're always closed circle traditional mysteries with a, with a relatively small pool of suspects, seven or eight people, there is a way in my mind that that could actually take place during this lockdown period. Mm -hmm. And because Kate lives in the same place that I do, British Columbia, I have the knowledge of how the pandemic has worked for British Columbia that I could use mm -hmm. firsthand for her experiencing a lockdown closed circle mystery. Um, and I, I do think I would like to maybe push ahead with that, despite the fact I won't know how the world will have changed by the time it's written and comes out. But I, mm -hmm. I think since we all are human beings and we've all gone through this in one way or another, I think there'll be enough understanding to be able to read a book like that. Mm -hmm. um, the alternative is to go back to the psychological suspense um, and to, to craft a book there, which already was set half in 1976 and half in 2019. So it would allow me to write a historic pre-pandemic novel, right. which was already plotted for that period anyway. At the moment, my priority really is to, thanks to people like you, try and get the word out about the existence of this new book as widely as possible. I want people to find it and I want people to enjoy it. Um, and I don't quite know then whether the television things will jump in front of a, a book writing responsibility. Yeah. I, I'm not going to be involved with the creation of the screenplays at all. That's, that's not within my um, skill set. Um, and I do enjoy writing novels, so I would prefer to keep doing that and keep creating new um, adventures for Kate Morgan for people to eventually see on the screen. Um, but the, the psychological suspense was, I hate to say it was a fun book to write, but for those people who enjoy that sort of thing, mean. I know what you mean. My it's nice to go to the dark side sometimes. Um, it is. The dark we'll side see. of crime is if there's a light side of crime, but... Uh... True. <laughs> and this is true. This is true. But we're in dark times, and I think that maybe a little lightness peeping through is, is useful. So oh, at the moment, focus on getting this book out. Next, 
then get out into the five acres that we've got that we garden and get on with some much needed trimming back and weeding mm -hmm. and while I'm doing that I can be busy plotting because I do enjoy weeding and plotting the mm -hmm. two are very deadly activities mm -hmm. um, and um, I do find that when I'm focusing on buttercups uh, in in flower beds I can actually decapitate them and root them out like I root out I don't even have to ask you questions. You answer all the questions that listeners will want to know. Oh, <laughs> they always want to know when and how do you come up with ideas? You know, that's the most common question that listeners, uh, that, that I get. And uh, it's true, doing anything manual that is repeated, yep. that requires very little thought because you're familiar with that activity, whether it be knitting, gardening, walking, Anything like that, that you can go on motor drive, that's where the blood goes to your brain and freshens your brain and all the wonderful ideas start to flood. Yeah, that, that's always the hope. Yes. Mm -hmm. Two hours into weeding, everything hurts so much that by then my brain doesn't work anymore. But <laughs> that is the hope. Yes. And and I think that with the with the summer months coming up and, um, you know, we have a well here, we don't have city water. So our well inevitably dries up in the summer months and then we get water trucked in and we need to be very um, thoughtful about what we water in terms of plants. So We've always got a schedule for the summer to make sure that the acreage survives and hopefully thrives. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is a good brain break when, mm -hmm. yes, as you say, the subconscious, I mean, I've got to be honest on it. I just can't help myself thinking about ways to kill people. Fictionally, of course. Yes. Um, so it's not a problem to come up with the ideas. The problem is not having enough time to write them all down. And I do always have my phone in my pocket if I'm weeding. So I phone myself and leave a message if I have what I think is a good idea. Um, and I do the same thing if I'm driving. My mind is fully on my driving, of course. But mm -hmm. sometimes you get this ping of an idea and, and then hands-free, I'll phone myself and leave a message. Because yes. I'm not good at note-taking. If I make a note, I won't be able to read it or understand it. Whereas if I've left myself a message, I stand a bit more of a chance that way. You've got a very, very nice, clear voice, so I'm sure that works so well. I had to laugh because um, a couple of weeks ago, my husband, he was chatting away to me about something, and he picked up his phone and he started to text message. And I said, who are you text messaging? Not that I'm a snoopy wife or anything like no. that. But it was just so out of context for him to just, oh, I'm text messaging myself, he said. I do that whenever I have an idea for something, for an article that I'm working on, you know? I text message it so that the next morning when I'm back online, it's there. Yeah, yeah. good idea. It, yeah, it's a great idea because I've always had this fantasy of carrying around a notepaper and making notes like real writers do. Um, I never have a pet when I need one, never. <laughs> I don't know no, how far that no. organized. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, secateurs, secateurs in pocket and bits of dupe twine. And, you know, I've got so many things stuffed into my pockets and clumsy old gloves on. So just pushing redial and sending a message is the easiest thing for me. I'd never keep track of a pen and a piece of paper. No, no, no absolutely not. <laughs> wow, it's really, really fun talking to you, Kathy. I want uh -huh. to say the name of your upcoming release again, because they say three times is the charm. It is The Corpse with the Crystal Skull by Kathy Ace, and your publisher's name is? Four 
Tales Publishing. It's actually for, F-O-U-R, Tales, as in Waggy Tales for Dogs, Publishing Limited. But there's the double entendre of for tales, you know, as in for telling stories. You see, two meanings. So it's the corpse with the crystal skull, Kathy Ace, Four Tales Publishing coming out. 29th of June, 2020. Perfect. Thank you very much. And thanks for joining us today on Dead to Rights, Kathy. It was a real genuine pleasure talking to you. It's been lovely to be here. Thank you so much. Human interaction is wonderful when you can have it, even when it's remotely. Thank you again for joining us this week and spending your time with us here at Dead to Rights. And uh, I hope that you'll join us next week. Our thanks, as always, goes out to Ted Carrick for the wonderful music, Eyes of Gold. See you soon. Let it 